motherfucker. Welcome back to A Simple Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Christina Tucker. And today, we're talking about costumes. A film so based in costuming and what that means and what it means for each character. I'm thrilled to have this moment to discuss it. And as always, my lovely co-hosts are with me. We did not decide who was going to introduce who next, so <laughs> they're going to fight to the death. <laughs> I will I will jump in and take it away and say hello again everybody it is I Jordan Cruciola and I am super excited to get into this uh, to, to all of this beauty with, with us today. I am Alana Bennett and I dream about these costumes. They're in my sleep every night. <laughs> really they're beautiful. in my they're gonna sink my wallet one day when I finally mm-hmm. get that white suit for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all it all, it all comes back to yeah, the Yeah, because we live in a pandemic and also like on different, you know, in different areas of the country, I'm just imagining our, our first in person gathering and we're all just like in versions of these costumes. Like we're all just yeah, like, in the costumes. Definitely yes. about to be haunted at a at a cemetery, rolling <laughs> up with martinis yeah. in these this, this will be the a simple pod. Uh, Meetup. When Corona lets us, it will be some cemetery that we find. Yeah, ours. No, it's a bring your own martini scenario. (laughs) Nice big twist. I taught you well. Students become the master. Oh, wisdom. So I think we should start with Stephanie's costumes because while Emily's costumes, no doubt, will take up the majority of our conversation. Right. Stephanie's are also very important. And I think mm-hmm. if we leave them to the end, that we will just say, yeah, they're important. There they are. Bye. <laughs> yeah. We got to give them their due. But yeah, exactly. yeah, they have to come before the, the, the big, the big the opener for Emily's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good opening act. So the costumes in a simple favor are by Renee or like Kalfos. I think we need to take a minute just to applaud her. Do you agree? We simply say on a legend. Some of these films, I mean, last Christmas, a movie that happened. (laughs) Amongst amongst her uh, filmography are Last Christmas, also with Paul Feig, Mm -hmm. Hidden Figures, Chocolat, Cider House Rules, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, (laughs) Not Gilbert Grape, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, (laughs) and a few broad comedies like Baby Mama, Friends with Benefits, and What Happens in Vegas, etc., I think that, I mean, that's like, it's a solid resume. And I think yeah. that we can say that A Simple Favor is by far stands out and above any other film, <laughs> not only on her filmography, but like most people's filmography. Yeah. And she should have gotten an Oscar for it, frankly. I mean, I didn't, I don't think I spent, like, obviously, like, The Favorite came out in 2018, and what Sandy Powell does on literally every project is incredibly impressive, and the woman could have 20 Oscars by now, and they would probably all be justifiable. There weren't costumes that I talked about as much that year, and I know that because I don't, I don't spend a disproportionate amount of time talking about movies, just voting that discussion to costumes, but I did with this, and the... The, we, we use the word like weaponizing with, around the conversation of like white womanhood 
doing this podcast already, but like just like the weaponizing of the costumes in this movie sort of against the audience as something that is both being done for them and to them, like feeling feeling like I love what I'm seeing, but also feeling yes. personally attacked by what I'm seeing. <laughs> yes, we were all Bold personally over. attacked, no yes. doubt. No Bold doubt. over, like yep. one over, just a gog. Perhaps? A gog. Yeah. A gog. I think a gog, a gog is a great way to describe how I felt. A gog. Yeah. Co-sign a gog. A lot um, of these, a lot of the costumes from this movie are from, are suits from Ralph Lauren's archival closet. Uh, so also thank you to Ralph Lauren for this gift to the culture. I was reading an article the doors that open. said, my God. Yeah. This was because of not only Blake Lively's connections to mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren and the fashion biz, but also Paul Feigs, who is a man who is never out of a suit. Like, he directs every day <laughs> in a suit. And so that this film also pulls very much from his personal style. Mm-hmm. To yeah. the point where it seems like it seems like that was a direct, from what I've gathered, like from what I've read, it seems like that was a direct influence on the character choice was mm-hmm. like Blake decide like I want to dress like Paul and and Renee and them very much together like in concert being like yeah no that that let, men, yeah. let's do menswear that sounds like yes. let's do classic menswear. And it's funny that. seeing it's funny seeing BTS photos of this movie. Because, like, you have, like, the people, you have the actors on set in their costumes, they're in character, and, like, Paul Feig's in the frame with them, like, doing director things and talking to them, but he, too, is in an immaculate three-piece suit, yes. looking like, looking like her, at- looking like Emily's atelier. Yes. <laughs> He's just, like, the director coming from behind the camera. <laughs> Yes. All what an amazing so group iconic. of people, frankly. Yeah. Like, I'm so <laughs> glad that they got together to make this gift for the three of us specifically. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think let's 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 dive into Little Miss Stephanie because I do think yeah. Yeah. she does get a little short shrifted when it comes mm-hmm. to costumes. And yes. understandably, you know? Yes. It's part of the Anna Kendrick charm, which we will no doubt dive into <laughs> on our Anna Kendrick specific episode, yes. but it's harder to be like, oh, she's wearing a costume and more just like, this is what Anna Kendrick would wear on a day-to-day basis. No, <laughs> she's got shops from Target. That just seems right to me. That's her vibe. Um, but they do such a good job of utilizing like the mother, the specifically like motherhood femininity that she yeah. brings to the, to the film and like how she weaponizes her own like perfect motherhood, mm-hmm. specifically like throughout her costuming is just chef's guess. And the way that this film shows, like, the progression of Stephanie mm-hmm. through her mm-hmm. costumes is really cool and interesting to me because she never abandons that, like, mommy, that, she never abandons that mommy blogger vibe mm-hmm. and the straight up, like, Target influences, the little cats on her socks. <laughs> but she does find ways to, like, grow into it. Like, she, she goes from being full mommy blogger to mm-hmm. imitating Emily to finding her own style and vibe and like yeah. watching if you it's more subtle than Stephanie's it's mm-hmm. more subtle than Emily's style throughout the film but if you pay attention you can really see that progression even though she never abandons like the core sensibilities of like busy patterns mm-hmm. well and it, it, it's it's because like you said like wanting to to be Emily and sort of parroting her style it's it, like the so much of the fun of this movie I think what like getting into that like what we talked about in the genre episode is the contrast of it mm-hmm. and the things that are playing playful with one another that sort of you think would stand at odds that they do such a great job blending as a whole in this and I think the standout the strength of of Stephanie's costuming is that it provides that perfect contrast where I mean 
Blake is going to look brilliant in these suits regardless. That is the physical reality of her. But when you set against that foil of Stephanie in the Target socks, it's like it's like putting putting a mirror behind the source of light and letting it just like blast that wow. out even further. Like yes. it, it's it's you're looking directly at it, but then it amplifies it too because it's just being mirrored out. And I think what we and what Anna Kendrick and as we will like talk more about her as a performer later on, the way she's so good at embody, embodying momfluencer mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it makes every one of those costumes, like she's essentially dressing for comfort more than Emily is, but looks infinitely less comfortable in everything, regardless of whether they're her clothes or her em- or they're Emily's clothes until we get to the end where she finally feels kind of like herself. Like she even does the moment when they show up at the graveyard together and she, you know, they have that little tete-a-tete where, you know, she's like, oh, it's a pretty good martini. And Stephanie's like, oh, the student becomes the master. And she's even like tried to dress more yes. hostily sexually yes. Yes. in that. But it, she's still, she's still wearing like a chunky heel and like a Yeah, it doesn't a, a like scarf. quite curl over all the way. It's just like, <laughs> This is not yeah. quite there. It's yeah. a great attempt and we, we we simply love to see it, but it's yeah. just like, yeah. oh, you, you're you on your way to something interesting, but you haven't quite figured out what that <laughs> yeah. is yet. Right, it's, just, you're still, it's that thing, like I did this in high school a lot. I would like dress like my friends who I loved yeah. and like not like myself for a while and like try to find ways to mesh myself with what they were wearing. And it just doesn't feel right until you find what your version is. Mm-hmm. And it, first of all, I love that I feel... I think a perfect example of this is when Stephanie goes to talk to Dennis Nylon, like the outfit she puts on. That's yes. the first time we really see her dress like Emily. Like she puts yeah. on this blazer and she puts on this like Hermes scarf mm-hmm. and Dennis Nylon makes fun of her for wearing Gap with Hermes. And first of all, <laughs> rude. <laughs> I fully yes. support Hello, that combination. Like- yeah. What, yeah. But I think the function of that scene is to point out like you're not, at home in this you're you're in drag you're in mm-hmm. emily drag and you're yeah. not there yet girl like calm mm-hmm. down mr nylon we don't accept unsolicited resumes cool that's not why i'm here um we have a problem we most certainly do a, a friend of mine works in your publicity department Is that vintage Hermes scarf uh, my aunt frida gave it to me did she want you to hang yourself with it look at that knot jesus fucking christ i'm here about emily nelson what about emily what happened but i also <laughs> love that Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just saying, one of my favorite details about that scene is that he can't even look at her without redoing her scarf. He's like, ah, no, 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 no. This is so wrong. I just have to retie this. This looks terrible. Do it. (laughs) Yeah, I love it so much. I also love that every single thing that every single thing that Stephanie wears Mm -hmm. uh, before she really finds herself is... It just all looks so 2012. Yes. Somehow. In your notes, and I was thinking about that because I've been, you know, here we are in Quar. I'm watching a lot of like early, like mid aughts rom coms. I'm watching so much mid aughts horror. We are retreating to the 2000s right now. (laughs) The specific deviance that was the mid aughts that was done to us as a nation. Wow. We put belts on everything. There was always (laughs) a flat. Everything the, the, was a cardigan. Everything was bad. How many my, long necklaces do you need? Ten? Put them on. How many, how many tank tops did you need that went how down many? to mid-thigh? Yes, my favorite is that we, because everything was so low waist, so violently low waist, we had to then lengthen the shirts to a dress length, and then eventually realized we could just meet in the middle and have it be that everything it's fine and that you don't have to make a, sh- a shirt go to your lower butt 
in order to sit down <laughs> in the home room. It's, it's so, they were so bad. We're so, so, so bad. It's so it's so impressive how this like this movie felt so current when it came out. Like it, it felt like it had to be a creature of the the way that we are, you know, increasingly talk about women and genre play. And it, it didn't feel like something that could have necessarily happened 10 years ago, but you have the archival Ralph Lauren closet on Blake Lively, which mm -hmm. has this imminently timeless feel about it. And then you have, you have Stephanie, who is very of a time, but not the one the film was made in. Yes. Like you said, it feels very 2012. So it feels like we have this girl in a snow globe that was in like her room next to her dollhouse. And yes. then we have like Marlena Dietrich in Morocco in the form of a Southern California blonde <laughs> in a movie that's tone and sensibility feels like inherently like around that 2020 sphere yes. of, mm -hmm. of comedy and and psychosexual queer tension that we can just have be a mainstream movie now and not be something that's like relegated to playing at midnight at Sundance. Yeah. So what and a wow, what a confluence of time it, and place. It's what a ride. Like and if you think about it like maybe maybe the deep breathing is like Stephanie's style kind of froze at the time where she became a mom. Like it kind of froze, yeah, that's like, really which I feel like happens. It's like you, you, a lot of people do freeze at the time that they're like graduating high school or like mm -hmm. coming of a, a certain <clears throat> type of age. Mm -hmm. And so right. like, that makes sense when you look at a lot of mommy blogger styles, even when you look at like a Christian autumn type of style, oh, like Christian there's always autumn those people who in. like will always be in the Uggs will always be mm -hmm. in those same types of dresses that they went out to clubs in because yeah. that's where like they felt sexiest. Yeah. Yeah. I think for Stephanie, a lot of it was, you know, her development stopped after she fucked her brother and like, that's yeah. relatable. And like, <laughs> that's that's like, yeah, that's relatable. Her dad died and she fucked her brother. And then the record just, just yeah. scratched. Ooh. That's it. Don't know that's what to do with that. Don't know what to do with that. God, that really is like living, like rooting yourself in the trauma and being like, well, this is who I am forever now. So that's, that's <laughs> how to cope. Yeah. Wow. And so this That's... film is her clawing her way back towards maybe <laughs> like at least like 2017. <clears throat> <laughs> Trying to get somewhere near that, that space. Yeah. Well, the, and I, I think the, like the costume story being what it is in this, I like you touching on that, Alana, with like the evolution of Stephanie's style in particular and the almost the intentional de-evolution of Emily's into that finer, like happy homemaker, like 1950s mm -hmm. housewife mm -hmm. dress is that it tells, it is, such a cool thing about this movie how much we learn from just seeing it in that way without having to explain it, it takes care of explaining to us where the characters are kind of emotionally and in their development which is yes. of course what good costuming does but because yeah. these characters to stand in such a deep contrast to one another and they're like it's so playful in the way that they're kind of dressed it is funny to think about Stephanie's character being dressed in a very exaggerated fashion, but she is. She is this distillation of the momfluencer. It's not just like, oh, this is a totally neutral way to style a person. Like, no, there's so much intention there, and it's anchored mm -hmm. to like, it's part of that sort of inside joke sensibility, I feel like, about this movie. If you get the inside joke of what it's playing upon, it is so rich. In it's such a rich playground yes. in which to like dance around. But yeah, just the amount that we, the amount that we get to absorb just passively about how yeah. these characters are in the journey is such a, a triumph of a kind of styling that I think would be considered like low effort or like not as, you know, not as big and not as space taking up as, as Blake's vintage right. Ralph suit. Yeah, like 
My favorite thing about Stephanie's look, I think, is that, you know, it could be considered this kind of Pinterest board gone mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. But the way I see it is she's a much more complicated woman than that. And she's kind of bursting at the seams to find a way to express herself. And so we mm-hmm. see that visually in her clothes. Mm-hmm. And then her clothes do kind of, like, they never, <clears throat> she never walks away from that style choice of, like, patterns and expression. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she does find a way to channel it because she's not you can tell that she's not compensating as much. Like she's found, she's Mm -hmm. more grounded in herself. Right. She tones it down. It's darker. It's more like, Mm -hmm. it's less all over the place. It's more one story, one color, one look. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, I got it. I can do this, but I can like take it. I can take a breath. Yeah. Or like the coordination of clashing patterns as Mm -hmm. opposed to just throwing a cat sock on. (laughs) on (laughs) It's me every morning, just throwing a cat sock on. Put a cat sock. Is it a cat sock kind of day? (laughs) Go. Cute socks. Oh, thanks. Uh, they're from Target. It's 10 bucks a pack. It's so great. Yeah, Target. They have other animals. They have these squirrel ones are cute. They have mm. chipmunks, beavers. I also think, you know, thinking about the costumes and especially the way they interact with each other, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things I think we talked about in the noir moment or episode is that the scariest moment for me is always when all of her, Emily's clothes yeah. reappear. Oh. Yeah. And the fact that it is the scariest moment and also about clothing and fashion and Emily's look specifically is just like, yeah, that is brilliant. Thank you, Paul Feig. Thank you, team. That's what we want to see. It is. I mean, it is, it is fully, it is so, they so establish Emily's sartorial sensibility as, Mm -hmm. as indicative of who she is and the power that she has that her clothes there's the freaky ass ghosty trick of your clothes just suddenly, her clothes just suddenly appearing back in the closet after Stephanie cleans them out. But there couldn't be a better expression of like, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I am present. I see you. than my clothes being yep. back in your closet. That is such an extension of who I am. That is tantamount to me standing right next to you and being like, bitch, you thought. Mm-hmm. You thought. You thought. <laughs> well, and I, and I saying in like, I'm thinking a lot about the contrast now. Like when you have, you have, I love the outfits that Stephanie is wearing in this movie when she makes her most controversial choices, like fucking her brother. She's in like <laughs> a spaghetti strap, like kind of tank top with like a, a flannel print, like button up over it, which kind of like a quintessential high school look. And it's, it's very believable to make Anna Kendrick dress down to look like a high schooler. I, as a very young looking individual, I, that is no shade, but she's a very petite and young looking individual. And then you have when she is going to go sleep with, her what she thinks is dead best friend's now widower immediately almost after it's happened she's in like a sweater with pom-poms on it and it's just like one of the most childlike things she wears in the entire movie Mm -hmm. so when she's making her most like insane decisions she (laughs) couldn't like she looks like the most acutely almost satirical version Mm -hmm. of that character yeah meanwhile blake the, as Emily is over here looking like the most grown she's ever looked, even in Age of Adeline, yeah. where I th- believe she was like an immortal goddess or something. <laughs> yeah, no one, I, I think no one here has seen Age of Adeline, am I correct? In, in, I've in, seen it. Okay. I've seen Age of Adeline. Okay, so I'm the only one who hasn't seen Age of Adeline. What a twist. What a fucking twist, team. Okay, putting it on my list of the to do's for the next episode, I'll see Age of Adeline. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's probably time that we talk about Emily's outfits. Oh. Um, I think yeah. we probably have to start 
with that moment when we see her exiting that car with oh that big God. ass umbrella and that blue pinstripe suit, <laughs> mm-hmm. hair down, cool. a bold and brave choice. In <laughs> yep. In the rain, so much hair, all of it down. She doesn't care. <laughs> And, and it's we the get... entire marketing scheme. <laughs> it literally, it was. It, it was, was the entire <laughs> initial marketing peg. Blake Lively walks in the wrong. rain in an incredible suit with her hair down. They got me there. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what sweetie? Same. What on earth are those two going to talk about? Emily's going to eat poor Stephanie alive. Um, but we get to see that, you know, that's like her intro. This is like the first moment Stephanie's meeting her. She's obviously incredibly overwhelmed because Stephanie's frankly fairly easily overwhelmed, especially with <laughs> yeah. beautiful women due to a latent queerness. Yes. It's all fine. Yeah. Um, and we see her both in this like incredible, impeccable, like a suit of armor. And then we yeah. get to see her moments later remove it and show us that it is also a, just like a fully made up costume of suit. Yeah. It's, it's dickies she's just like it is it is it is cuffs that stand alone yes. at her wrist they are not attached cuffs are what to I a screamed. sleeve they are i mean the there's, vest. A, <laughs> there's there's there is only a support garment of some kind under the vest there is not there is not any extra fabric to be found and then suddenly like that jacket comes off and the the true like like the, the such Im- so impressive just the micro the micro performance that Anna Kendrick oh does God. like in any role it's a real strength of hers just mm-hmm. the little business her she is us Stephanie is us in that moment when that jacket comes off and it's oh okay like, <laughs> that's oh when you know that Stephanie is is a queer woman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that rea- the reaction to that we were all watching our own reactions on the big screen <laughs> that yeah, was just like wow. there's no that's nothing heterosexual about her reaction to no. this woman also I was reading that this uh that scene was inspired by flash dance like the kind of taking your bra off under the mm-hmm. sweater mm-hmm. and like just watching Emily strip her oh, herself away like piece by piece while yeah. negging Stephanie yeah and then she's stripping down to a vest there's just yeah. nothing heterosexual about this moment to me no, no, there no. Is not chain not one. the belly chain <laughs> the absolute <laughs> audacity of that bitch I swear to god <laughs> exactly exactly well and the moment we see like the moment we see them like when we the moment we are introduced to Emily she walks up and a defining image of that is the red bottom Louboutins mm. and then you cut over to Stephanie where we intentionally see when they walk into Emily's house her little sensible heeled rain shoe again with the target sock like the the one-to-one contrast of their footwear selections in that moment yes it starts like it's truly like a an H to T head to toe, just like studying. All right, here's what these women are to in yes. comparison to one another. Here they are in what they mean to each other, and we're just gonna bombard you with this, and we're gonna have you start. We're gonna have Blake start taking off her clothes. And from what <laughs> Renee um, Elric Kalfas said, I think it was in the Vanity Fair piece that she did, kind of breaking down look by look the movie. She discussed like that that was I think Blake's idea. For her to be mm-hmm. like, I think I should just like take something off, don't you think? It's like you should take a bunch off. Like you should <laughs> go for it. Just feel kind of free to do what feels right to you in the yeah. moment. Yeah. Stop when you're done, but like don't worry about us. You just follow your intuition. Yeah. I think part of what I love about this scene is like Emily really uses her look as a defense mechanism mm-hmm. like, yeah. against those yeah. around her. And they seem to indicate like 
don't even think you can approach me. I'm in an entirely different league than you. I don't want to be like you. I am mm-hmm. separate from you. Yeah. Which puts her like literally removing layers in front of Stephanie feel that much more like intimate yeah, and jarring yeah. because Absolutely. she just met this woman and it's like she's inviting her in, even yeah. though she's still so intimidating. It's mm-hmm. like this illusion, but it it works because it like Stephanie does get, you know, Stephanie does her own little dance and Emily <laughs> sees in that moment a kindred little freak (laughs) (laughs) i think it's and it's it's that moment where because like as as emily bows out of the room Mm -hmm. she is like you know the french pop music she's like you know yeah it reminds me uh that um it makes me feel like i don't have to be in this shithole like she is renouncing Mm -hmm. sort of all the grand environs around her and then stephanie in left to her own quiet moment starts dancing and vibing to the music and she too is like going to exist outside of the exact prescribed expectations of who surely Emily assessed her to be in that moment, which was not somebody that was going to start just like free vibe dancing in her living room to like French pop while she's by herself, like trying to have her own kind of like sexy feel myself moment. But then Emily walks back in the room and, you know, semi undressed at this point. And it's like, like you said, I've undressed, I've sort of shed the armor in front of you. Mm -hmm. You in turn have sort of shed a bit of your, a bit of your pretense in front of me. Now let's have a goddamn drink together. I was really caught up in the ambiance. (laughs) Come on, give me a little more. (laughs) No, I liked it. I may join you later. Certainly. Let's have a drink together. (laughs) I think that's the time. I also think, I mean, one of the things I love so much about the costuming for Emily is that it sets her up as like the kind of mother she is. Because I think a lot of the time, you know, we think about Stephanie as like, you know, uber mom, like mm-hmm. er mom, she is. Yeah. And she is that. I think one of the better things that we've talked about is, you know, that they make her a good mother and not just like a nightmare mommy blogger. Yeah. But it's fascinating to watch how they've decided to use Emily's costuming to set her up as like, mm, no, not like the other moms. I'm not doing yeah. that. I have a job. <laughs> I'm not paying attention to any of this crap. I'm going to swear in front of my kid. Like these mm-hmm. are the kinds of things that you immediately understand about her character just from seeing her exit in that suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the fact that she's the fact that she's in pants the entire movie until she's basically going to play a trick on someone. Right, until she's doing like a Mad Men cosplay at she's, the end. Yeah, she's like, I'm January Jones now. Like, yeah, and I'm going fun? to like, I'm doing this as an act of m- emotional terrorism against yes. my husband who I have no respect for. I'm going to yeah. pretend I'm the pretty housewife and love up on him for a moment for the specific purpose of like exploiting his weaknesses in front of me. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the time, she's in either an immaculate pair of slacks or like oh really tight, like almost pleather pants. Like what we see her in when she meets up with her sister yeah. and when uh. she's in the hotel room, when she's being like, quietly like on the dl exposed by stephanie mm-hmm. yeah i feel i love that the next time we see her after the blue suit is she's in a full tuxedo and tail situation and she's crossing a wooden bridge she's like a wooden bridge with a magenta leather glove <laughs> yeah and it's like the, literally the most standoffish thing you could possibly wear to a play date yeah. <laughs> like, man, you're picking up your child <laughs> you don't have jam on them all the time but this is like, yeah this is the scene where she yells at stephanie for taking her picture but also this is what she's wearing when she takes her jacket off uh for the infamous brother fucker scene Yes. So it goes from the most standoffish and in, like intimidating 
literally don't capture my image yeah. moment to the most kind of one of the most intimate moments that they have this big bonding moment where they are confiding in each other and Emily feels an actual connection with this person because she realizes oh she is a little freak she yeah. fucked her brother well and that that kind of wide shot that you see of the two of them like drink in hand on opposite ends of the couch and you see Blake in the remnants of what's left over from that and just this like pressed white shirt and slacks and they're both shoeless on the couch together and Emily is in her one of her like many like cute or uh, Stephanie's in one of her like cute little housewife dresses and so you yes. like it sets us up immediately with this like look at this odd couple and then you know, Emily's, Emily's like risque story is had a threesome with the assistant that may or may not have happened. And suddenly Stephanie comes rolling in with brother fucker. And it's like, well, I have met my Matt. <laughs> Regardless of what this whole scene looks like, like, I, and then it, you, brother fucker, do you want to stay for dinner? Like, all right, the terms and conditions have been realigned <laughs> and it is, I mean, what a beautiful moment. What a beautiful oh, moment. Is it time so good. to take a quick sidebar and talk about how we feel about Brother Fucker today? Yeah, that's, it's time for our segment, Brother Fucker. Don't. Brother Fucker! This is good. I, 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 I want to <laughs> jump in with this because I've been thinking a lot about how I feel about Brother Fucker this week. And what I feel <laughs> is we don't have the answer do we unless i missed it to the outcome of the brother fucking no we is, don't know the paternity question of miles no, remains never. unsettled unsettled it's an, un it's an open suit right it's, all, it's <laughs> in our hands now like this knowledge uh, yeah, up to the reader it's out there and it's up to us to take that as we will one another please first Tell me why you killed your father and sister. Okay, why don't we uh, first talk about your son's real father? Oh, Emily, I hold all the cards here. I want to know about your twin faith. Was I, I, I thought about that a lot this week. I was like, holy Lord, I actually, like, this movie, very intentionally, it doesn't, like, leave a plot hole. There's that moment in the cemetery, a seminal fashion moment in this movie, <laughs> truly. Oh, we'll when, get there. Yeah, when, <laughs> when you you have these two women staring down and like Stephanie really thinks that she's eye to eye with Emily at this point. And like, this is my, you know, we're, we're alphas together now. So and sweet. they're, Aww. yeah, you know, oh, those <laughs> two, they've come such a long way, those two sweethearts. And she, she, what is, um, what are you looking oh, for? I, I think it's Emily, Emily called, Emily says to Stephanie, she's like, she calls her brother, she calls her brother fucker. And, yeah. and in return, Stephanie goes sister killer. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> yes. all right. All right, fair. Like, from here on out, if you call me brother fucker, I'm gonna call you sister killer. I thought she'd do that, you know? When I found her, her body in the lake, it was too late. Lie. You drowned her. No, she killed herself. I'm just all that's left of her. No, you're a sister killer. You're a brother fucker. We, like, all, we know some secrets about each other. Yep. Yeah, yep. Not just, like, a made-up, maybe had sex with my husband and his TA. No, no. I also wonder, like, I don't feel like Emily would go down without a fight. I feel like she must have given some sort of interview after her very public takedown right. and been yeah. like, well, the mommy baller fucked her brother. <laughs> yeah. or, like, she definitely, like, publicly brought that in. Like, imagine... She in will the definitely take you to hell with her. Yeah, like, imagine, like, in the fashion of a Caroline Calloway who 
Stephanie is to the internet, to the us of her world. Yeah, yeah. But like yes. the the Stephanie fandom yeah. is like what yeah. the what the discourse around this these two women would. Be. <laughs> I mean, all I'm hearing is serial season four. Guys, <laughs> 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 get this out. The jailhouse interviews. Sarah Koenig, get on uh, it, please. <laughs> I love the idea of an in-universe serial where it's it's like either the webisode extension of a simple favor or just the straight up sequel, <laughs> where it's Sarah Koenig as herself interviewing Emily in prison and the tea is coming out about Stephanie. I mean it writes yeah. itself, friends. Like Yeah, no, I pretty mean, much of course. Does. Just to our audience, TM, of course, we've trademarked <laughs> this. This is patent pending information. Can we? But feel free to send those checks our way. Yes. Can we what, my love? Uh, can we take a moment to talk about women? Uh, can we take a moment to talk about women? Can we <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can we take a moment to talk? <laughs> can we take a moment to talk about Emily's women love women look? You know, this okay. red hair, the plaid lower on oh, her shoulders. When she, oh, when she's with Melinda Cartelli. When she's Claudia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that look. We only get like a flash of it, but it's so powerful. Like, you know, you understand immediately why Linda Cardellini lost her entire mind over this. <laughs> lost her whole life. She was all I could paint. I memorized every inch of her body. My dealer fucking hated it. And the art critics fucking hated it. They call me a knockoff dyke Maplethorpe. Anyway, I blew my whole career painting that con artist. Yeah, her entire life. Her whole life for this person. Look, Linda still has her knives, okay? <laughs> she has her knives and her whiskey. She's not doing if okay. If I was 24, I would spend a lot of time trying to make Linda Cardellini feel better and try to fix her trauma. <laughs> and I know that I couldn't do it. I know that I know that a real I know that a real benefit in my life as somebody who has done a lot of work on myself and my need to be needed uh, the fact that I'm a pan romantic gray sexual person who's never been sexually involved with anybody uh, I know I feel like that's really worked to my emotional advantage because mm. if 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 queer Jordan had been tapped into like that and self-expression when she was in high school and like had wanted to like pursue girls I would have found the biggest catastrophes, <laughs> the biggest pretty, beautiful, sad girls possible, and just yep. been like, let me give you all of my endless emotional energy so we can do this together. Yeah. 24-year-old yeah. you, 14 to 24-year-old, maybe fucking yeah. 34-year-old me, 100%. 100%. This is the queer story. This is the queer <laughs> unifying theory. And it is exactly... Stephanie is absolutely seeing herself in Linda Cardellini. That yes. I feel like this is what turns her to be like, I'm not just looking for Emily to like find Emily and have her back in my life. Yeah. I must take this into my own hands and become <laughs> Emily and surpass Emily so that I don't end up like Linda Cardellini. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just so many knives, Linda. There's I'm so, so many knives. <laughs> just so worried. So worried. Uh, I, also... Go ahead. Oh, go for it. Go for it, Alana. I was just going to switch us to talking about when Emily and Stephanie kiss. I'm just on a queer little <laughs> run here. Yeah, it's called Your Life. No, and it's that fine. is a life. No, the, the, kiss is, the kiss is a sartorially crucial moment as well. Yes. Because that mm-hmm. is low-key one of Emily's greatest hits in this movie. Yes. Is the, yes. like, gray wool suit oh. with the jacket just yep. draping Draped over her, her shoulders. all, all yes. those accessories hanging yes. off of her. And just, like, I... 
I can't imagine being like being confronted with that anyway would make me vulnerable enough to do something I didn't think I was capable of. Let straight up alone... ass out. <laughs> Let alone when I'm crying and talking about like devastating loss in my life and how lonely I am. And, and the specter of that person is sitting in front of me. Yeah. And yeah. she yes. puts her hands on my face, right? Yeah. And this is this is no. absolutely uh, this is absolutely Emily's most masculine look. Like the, yeah. the cut of it is the most masculine of everything. She looks the most like Catherine Hepburn of anything, and the hair is up. And it's like, and all of it, like you would think that the layers were still up of like this wall that she has, but it's actually the most down it ever is. And Stephanie feels the most seen and the yeah. most understood like this person isn't judging her at all this person is on the same exact level as her and like Stephanie Stephanie's reaction after she gets kissed is like kind of funny she, she's like fully in it for a minute and then she's yeah. like oh oh wait <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just relatable like, content I won't yeah. lie to you and like it is it like there I there's so much there's such like a collision of point of feelings in my mind for obvious reasons. But when in my mind when that happens, like when she when she backs away from her, it I'm like, no. Like I, I like wanna yeah. no, don't do that. Like you're fine. But also like it's so it's so worth it for her to like be overwhelmed in that moment for us to mm-hmm. the incredible character reveal of of watching Emily handle that and just giving her a classic Emily baby. Oh, God. God, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, because of that? No. Hey. It's all good, baby. It's all good. Just another Tuesday. And yeah. oh, just like, oh, baby. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's the alpha... That's the alpha queer energy of wow. she just calls you baby yep. in that way. You know what it like, is? Oh fuck. Oh, it's fuck, Ramona, I am baby. It's I am... Hustlers calling <laughs> Destiny Baby on the phone. Don't ever fucking call me again, baby. It yep. is Ramona You're, and Hustlers. Wow. It's that wow. one moment where Destiny just picks up the phone and all you hear is Ramona say, baby, and then she hangs up and you're like, that's gay. Oh. I, it's gay. That's gay. That is what gayness <laughs> sounds like. That it's gay. I can't help you. Yeah. Wow. And then on the other end, you're like, oh my God, I am baby. And like that makes <laughs> you feel both better and worse at the same time. I also love that in this scene, I've noticed in my most recent rewatch that in this scene, Stephanie is wearing a dress that very much mimics the one that yes. Emily wears at the end of the episode yep. of the like Completely. kind of housewife thing. Like obviously Emily does Floral, it in a light like, colored crisp, like January Jones and Mad Men type yeah. of way, but she is taking from Stephanie. So it is like you start with Stephanie doing Emily drag and you end with Emily kind of doing Stephanie drag. Oh, very right. much so. And the the then we have the amazing like literal like literal coming together of the cosplay where Emily ends up interfacing with a police officer who's trying to get mm-hmm. to the bottom of Emily's disappearance and does yes. he shows up at the moment when she's been dipping around like Emily's gone at this point and she's dipping around in Emily's closet and ends up in a black designer gown that she simply cannot get it out of and is, it. And, and yeah and has to have this interface like an interview in the middle of the day in evening wear that she feels like mm-hmm. is suffocating her and there is a um there's an article from the av club and i love I, I truly love this quote from it where the writer who i believe is allison shoemaker uh describes like emily trying stephanie trying to get herself out of this dress which she eventually has to cut off of her body 
in a moment of tremendous physical acting by Anna Kendrick. And she says, <laughs> the other woman's life literally does not fit. And just as literal, and she just as literally can't get out. Can't get she out. is She's trapped. She is trapped. She is sewn and bound into this life at this point. And she has to mystery, she has to Scooby mystery gang solve <laughs> her way out of it if she wants to get out of this suffocating dress that she thought was a really good idea and in concept really was. And then she put it on. It was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, I have to get out of this. I have to get out of this. And this isn't me. Immediately. Looking at it and thinking like, man, if Emily was wearing that and talking to a detective, it would seem entirely like a regular ass thing to do yeah. on a yeah. afternoon. It would be normal. She would yeah. be comfortable. She would just be lounging around. Yeah. None of that. Like, act like that, again, incredible physical comedy by Anna Kendrick squirming yeah. around in that dress the entire time. It, <laughs> it makes you think like, oh yeah, no, Emily would just wear that dress and be like, what of it? I'm having yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah, I was taking a turn about my home and you knocked <laughs> on the door and here I am. And the, the, you'd just be like, of course, like that sounds like something this woman would do. <laughs> <laughs> I think before we get to the graveside look, which is yes. obviously, you know, our kind of crescendo moment, we got to yeah. talk about some of her like oh. subbier outfits. Yeah. Talking, oh my God. When she's wearing, you know, her, her look when she sees her sister, the flashback yeah. look with Sean before she's really kind of come into her Emily-ness, I yeah. think. Yeah. Is she's on her one, way. She's, she's on one, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, and even the outfit she wears to meet Sean in the present tense in that restaurant where she yeah. has like her little newsboy cap on. Yeah. She's doing yeah. like Captain America puts a, you know, a baseball hat on and suddenly is unrecognizable <laughs> as a superhero. Yeah. It's like kind of the same energy there. <laughs> well, in that, and, you can't think, hide Blake Lively's face. So yeah. it's just like, no. can't so, hide that. No. That can't hide the sun, my friends. And it is, it's, it's putting, it's putting a sheer blanket over the sun and being like, <laughs> I missed it. Where'd it go? Like, it's not an option. And I, I think that like within that file of looks too is the one where she's kind of reached the point of desperation mm. and she's in the hotel room. It's when she's going to like, she's going along with the, with the gone girl move at this point and be like, yeah. I'm going to fake an assault. Um, I was attacked. I'm going to rise again. Oh my God, I survived. And she, when she throws that wrench up in the air and we watch that shot of her standing underneath it, she's in such a hodgepodge of looks. She's mm -hmm. in like almost the, I think almost like the white pinstripe jacket that we're going to yeah. see her in in the graveyard. She's in like a hoodie underneath. Like she just casually put that on over a hoodie. <laughs> she has like her black pants on. She might have her like stud boots on again. And it's such a, it is such a melting pot of like every look she wears at one point in this movie. It's just like, I'm desperate and I'm clamoring yes. for anything yeah. to the point where I'm going to throw a wrench 10 feet in the air and just stand right under it for it to mm -hmm. hit me in the face. Is that yes. the easiest way to do that also? No, I, 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 think about it every I feel time like you I can just hit yourself. You can hit yeah. yourself. You don't have to throw it up and just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like not come around I'm trying not to catch committed. it with your and face. I'm that's just why can't. I'm not an Emily. This is why yeah, I'm not exactly. Emily. We don't have her commitment, and that's why yeah. we're all Stephanie's. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, try to take a tumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a and little come back like a skinned like, knee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, look what he did. Look at the skinny. Uh, can we please talk about this, the look that she wears when she meets up with her sister? Because I think, Christina, at some point you you referred to this as her Serena Vanderwoodson yeah, look. Like she's like at her so. most sub. And yeah. like her entire energy changes. And you can like really, Serena Vanderwoodson like coming home on the train, the mm -hmm. opening shot yes. of Gossip yes, Girl, where absolutely. we see her looking 
longingly out the train window as Manhattan yeah. goes by. And she's just like lost. She's lost and she's about to throw herself in a situation has no idea what's going to come of it. And it's the first you time we really see that like power switch and we see like, oh, yeah. this is what your relationship with your sister was like. It was entirely different. And you mm-hmm. learned how to be this person because of your sister, mm-hmm. who again, mm-hmm. you will kill shortly. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> congrats. Um, and you see that like, oh, like this is how she had to function in this relationship to get where she is now. And mm-hmm. she's able to go back to it in a way that feels like really believable and like easy but it's also like oh i see why you are the way you are like this is what you have to deal with to get to where you are you gotta have faith i don't hear from you for 14 years and now here you are i'm out of cash shocking the fuck do you say nothing get away with it this time yeah. Yeah, like you grew up as a sub your entire life, like abusive father, domineering mm-hmm. sister. And like of course when you split up, like as she said, that like she didn't feel whole without her sister, but it was the best way for them to survive. And she doesn't just survive, she thrives and she yeah. really grows into her own and she grows into her own power. And watching that switch flip in the beginning of the scene with her sister, as like her sister is establishing that pattern again, yeah. is like really interesting and it, it it didn't just make me think about this character. It made me think about Serena Vanderwoodson, who I yes. had not thought in my head as a sub, but who, because she was always pretending, the show was always pretending she was a dom, but she was yeah. the ultimate sub. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, ultimate her, her, her top was right there. It was Blair. It, it was, Blair. was, oh, Blair. Oh, Blair was Blair. straight up topping her constantly. Constantly, yeah. <laughs> it's constantly not even like we didn't, have, we didn't have an object of comparison by which to say, but is she? It's like, no, we super yeah. did. It was no, no like, Ser- right Ser- Serena was the pillow princess sub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blair was just topping her. And representation matters. Of, of <laughs> the way. So seeing that in this movie, it felt like, in the way that this movie plays with the images of both of its lead actresses, mm-hmm. it felt like e- even subconsciously a little yeah. wink to where she came from. Subconsciously? No, <laughs> oh, subconsciously a little wink. And the, it made it even more like palpable and powerful seeing uh-huh. Stephanie, seeing Emily in her element, mm-hmm. uh, both in the literal murder of her sister, but also in everything around it. And even just shout out to the costume people and the makeup people for creating yeah. a second Blake Lively that looks like if Blake Lively had just grown up as a regular person. <laughs> yeah. Like a pretty heroin drug addiction. A pretty heroin <laughs> drug addiction. Like if but the like, town Blake it. Lively had it, that's what really it is. just gone well, like very left. Yeah. Very yeah. Left. <laughs> I, I, my favorite, my favorite thing to indicate like different Blake Lively, like Blake Lively is very good at modulating her voice actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and she does it, she does it so well in this movie. Like when you first meet her, there's that kind of clipped way she has of yeah. talking about yeah. everything. She barely finishes words. I'm not freaked out, maybe you're freaked out. Okay. Cause I'm not freaked out. I'm cool. I'm lazy fair. Okay. laissez fair. I, I mean, you're not exactly a sexual maverick and that's fine. You know, prudes are people too. I want to know your secret. Tell me. And you don't need to because you're so gripped and you're listening to her so intently. She doesn't need to speak up. She knows she's got you in her hand. And the way she says baby. It's all good, baby. It's all good. Just another Tuesday. Her voice drops down like (laughs) multiple registers below. What I think we know in our head is like familiar to Serena Vanderwoodson. It's like that Mm -hmm. take no shit lower voice versus when like you have her in like, you have the, the twins moment, like the, the, 
faith, destiny, like whichever like charity or faith or destiny her sister is, um, you have her, she's got that lower voice. Mm -hmm. She's got that smoker's voice, low tone, domineering. And that's when you kind of hear, that's when you kind of hear Emily get a little, get a little nervous again. And she she does a great job. Mm -hmm. She does a, and like, it's seeing that in that outfit too. It just, to me, emphasizes the Serena Vanderwoodson like invasion of that moment. Like, oh my yeah. God, she showed up here from Connecticut to like be involved in this. Go on, Wim. What, I thought you were the alpha now. No? I am the alpha, goddammit. She's the triplet. Serena <laughs> Vanderwoodson is there the Serena Vanderwoodson. She it's wasn't consumed connected in the, in the world. End. She was, it all yeah. comes back. As we said before, it touches every aspect of our lives. Adeline of Age of Adeline is the quadruplet. <laughs> Famously never seen it. So. <laughs> well, then you missed the quadruplet reveal. And you know, <laughs> where are we going from here? I don't know where we go from here, frankly. Is, yeah, well, does, does that bring us to the graveyard? Then? Oh, it brings Just us to the graveyard. Just for our listeners, read what's in your outline here because i think it's really beautiful and i think it really puts a fine like a really fine point on like what Thank we're gonna you. talk about go ahead uh-huh. all caps the grave side look bullet we've done it we've arrived at alana's favorite cinematic look of all time i could cry 100 exclamation points i would like to be clear to our listeners that there's nothing else in our outline aside from tk yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk, we'll get there. We'll have things to say about the graveyard look because I this is the this is the look I dream about. This is the look <laughs> I would wear every day of my life. The fact that she's these wide-legged the like wide white pinstripe pants. pants. The, the wear uh, this look, Alana. I would you could love wear this look. this look so much. And also the fact that she doesn't look like she's wearing under, anything underneath her blazer. Like she's got this beautiful thing underneath there, but it looks this little piece of like lingerie or something, but it yeah. it doesn't look like she's wearing anything. And she rolls up with this like untied bow tie and like this cane. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> the most Beagues, skull I was gonna say, can we I talk was... about the cane? And how she I was stole it from Paul Feig <laughs> yeah. on set yes. day of. Oh. Day of. Day of. She was like, you know, I think I should have that. And he was, it sounds like he was almost, he was almost like aghast at the idea of like, you can't just take a walking stick. You need to know <laughs> how to walk with the walking stick. As if she needs a, the training for, th- she didn't know no. before I that kept day. waiting for that, like the rest of that quote for him to end up being like, and then she just took it and it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't need to like, teach her how to use that at all because yeah. of course I didn't. Yeah. It's right there. The proof well, is as, there. It's, and as you, oh. as you said, Alana, it like appears that like there's nothing under the suit jacket, but is a quote, mm-hmm. strate- there is a strategically cut blouse that is, that is keeping, keeping the, the breast line um, unrevealed, mm-hmm. but to, to the, first viewing eye where you're just trying to process all the visual information all i could process certainly... was titties frankly yeah. <laughs> all i got that's all i got i was like processing that was just me the whole scene <laughs> yeah Everything. guys hot take blake lively she's pretty beautiful she's pretty hot she's pretty beautiful <laughs> i don't know Brave. if anybody knows like blake Brave. lively's like maybe a little hot <laughs> yeah but i've never felt gayer in my life than in that, in, in that moment <laughs> than in this scene this I mean, you, you can't be you can't be blamed you couldn't be blamed for that i i know many a straight identifying person who's never felt gayer in their life than in that moment there it, it's it's nothing about it is 
nothing can prepare you for that. Like it, no. You, no matter who would have walked in in that, certainly like the proportions and the, the physical reality of Blake Lively is extra sort of stunning in that moment. But if suddenly Anna Kendrick shows up in this open blazer, seemingly topless white pinstripe suit in a graveyard holding a walking stick mm-hmm. with a skull on top of it, it's going to be like, like it's it's going to like break the it's going to break the name frame. Yeah. 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 The record's gonna go on repeat. And the fact of how incredibly again, shouts out to Renee Erlikalfus for the tailoring, the Ralph Lauren archival closet for the suit. Like it is, it's like it was stitched onto her body while she was standing there. And just every single aspect of it was built to her form. It's incredible. It's so it so deeply upsets me. It, it, it really stirs my insides. You keep saying upset, and I don't think that's the word that you mean. <laughs> Just... we're, we're writers. We we're know in an honest corner right now. I will say one of the best things about that that look. I mean, there everything about it is perfect. But in a movie that has kind of trained you to expect a certain level of yes. sartorial excellence from her, yeah. it oh still God. manages to be shocking. Oh, yes. Somehow. We have seen her in Dickies. We have seen her mm-hmm. with jackets casually draped over her shoulders. Also, yeah. rich people, at what level of rich yeah. do you get where your jacket just stays on your shoulder like that? <laughs> yeah. like, how do you do there it? Yeah, me. what level of wealth black magic is that? I don't, I'm too I poor. Don't know. That sucks for me. And then <laughs> still, this outfit is like, what? How are you wearing yeah. that? We managed to exceed a suit and tails for a black and white tux yes. affair in a park while wearing red leather, magenta leather gloves. We managed to exceed that in just like a, in a, it was a catastrophic level of attraction I felt to a person at that moment. <laughs> catastrophic level, yes. That is completely accurate. That yeah. is it. I just feel like it's a great compliment to Stephanie in this mm-hmm. moment. Yes. That, like she's coming to face off with this woman and she's like, I'm gonna show up in yes. the best, absolute best thing I have ever owned. Like, yes. I need to show up looking my absolute best for this woman who yes I am attracted to and also I would like to murder. Yes. <laughs> At the same time, like that's the entire allure of this movie is that cat and mouse that like they're both the cat and they're both the mouse. Mm-hmm. Like well and it's like christina you said this like either in the the second episode of the first where you were like this is like this movie uh, this movie identifies like how women dress for women this isn't mm. women dressing mm. for men this is two girls who show up in a graveyard to meet their ex and bring their absolute a game to like yeah to be to be the living embodiment of demi lovato's sorry not sorry and drink martinis together it's amazing that they're both the embodiment of demi lovato's sorry not sorry and demi lovato's cool for the summer (laughs) which is still the song of the summer it came out in 2015 it's still the song of the summer just i was playing in an extremely high volume as i was driving through my sister's suburban neighborhood just yesterday for the performance of it oh so everyone's like oh a homosexual is here they've announced themselves (laughs) <laughs> you drive through the suburbs blasting cool for the summer and they're like wow well, all right we know cool thank you for letting us know this is the suit that I will, I will chase this suit the rest of my life mm-hmm. i'll never quite achieve it but i'll like i'll have a thousand if i get enough, the resources i will have a thousand approximations yes. try to find some sort of 
you know, low middle mm-hmm. ground. Yeah. Imagining <laughs> that you have a secret board that's just this suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a whole that's wall, it. like my wallpaper is just me like laminating onto my walls different like versions. <laughs> like, oh, can't text Alana right now. She's doing, she's working on the wall. So. <laughs> the wall <laughs> time again. Is. I can't wait. I can't wait till you win an Emmy and collect it in this suit. Alone. Oh my God. That would be the ultimate yeah, dream. That's, that's what dream. it is. Yeah, we're still getting into a being. So cleavage, cleavage, out, cleavage out Emmy yes. stage. Get up there. Yes. And you will need to take Paul Feig's walking sixes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll just call up Paul. I'll be like, hey, bud, can you like, just like kick me the stick for like... <laughs> Like a three days. <laughs> it's all you need. It's I, all you need. <laughs> Can I say also I went to um like a media party for a simple favor back when it was being released that was kind of just like a, a cocktail party that was sure. of course of course the, the gin being served was uh Ryan Reynolds aviation, uh, aviation gin. Yep. And like it was like the cast was there and one they had a whole photo section to kind of the right of things that was just like the graveyard set like go take pictures in the graveyard set but also Blake Lively showed up and she was in this like neon green suit the neon with, like, green sweater yes. and she just like she really you can tell like I really love the way that this film like it extend very much extends into its marketing because mm-hmm. Blake Lively really committed to this a massive parade of suits for the press tour. Like if you it was like, like the suits she in this wore, movie, it's like she changed one every half a day. Yes, it wasn't even like a new yes. suit per day. It was like every half a day was a new yeah, suit. Yeah, like they were in a they were driving around Manhattan in a party bus. Like she like had to like like do fast changes and on her way yeah. to different junkets. Like, but if you like the suits in this movie, do yourself a favor and look up all of the suits that she wore on this press tour because yeah, they just, were fully an extension of, of yeah. everything. Really yeah, Google Blake Lively suits and it's just like a two-month snapshot of her life yeah. releasing this movie. And, and also, it's incredible. There's going to be a lot of photos of Anna Kendrick just looking at Blake Lively in suits in a way that <laughs> we all really understand. <laughs> we get it on like a gut level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Cannot to quote myself, to be... I could cry? <laughs> Cannot wait till we get to the actually thematically queer episode of this podcast. Oh my god, we haven't even gotten there yet. We have not hit Pete queer yet. <laughs> no, we have not. We, we are still describing things as feelings with Alana. <laughs> <laughs> we'll break her down eventually. <laughs> I can't wait till I mail you guys all knives. <laughs> Out of friendship and camaraderie. Really you know, put knives the USPS to, to business, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does, does that bring us to the end of this? Shall we proceed to our sign yes. off then? I think it's probably time for a simple pod to come to a simple end. Um, not the series, <laughs> but this episode. Um, if you have any feelings about suits, I know you do. Oh, <laughs> like, you come do. on, we know our audience by this point. Please feel free to communicate with us at hashtag simplepod on twitter.com, the website. You can reach me, Christina Tucker, at C underscore Grace T, where I am probably shouting about a woman in her 50s. Who can say? (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U. And head on over to the Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Cruciola, and check out the content there. Yeah, I I would like to get that money. Mm -hmm. Please contribute to my cause. Please, yeah. Head on over there, guys. Uh, You can find me at at Alana Bennett, A-L-A-N-N-A-B-E-N-N-E-T-T, where you will find me, I don't know, having an extended breakdown and (laughs) we can all get to witness it. And call, yes, and probably talking about this suit more. 
Yeah. <laughs> now that it's fair. on our minds. Now that it's on our minds. <laughs> does it ever leave our minds? I think that's yeah, right. Really it does not. It doesn't. <laughs> well, then, you know, I guess that's a, a thanks again for joining us for another episode of A Simple Podcast. And bye, moms. Bye, bye moms. <laughs> <laughs>